We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. I wanted to quickly jump in and let you know about the release of the audio version of my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, narrated by David A. Knesser. If you want to support the show, you can buy it wherever audiobooks are sold. Links are also in the show notes. Now on to my guest for today, Trav Bell, the self-proclaimed number one bucket list expert in the world. Trav first found success as an entrepreneur with a personal training franchise. Then depression struck. He started looking for answers, mainly through taking seminars, attending events, and trying out experiences. Eventually, He's decided to take what he learned and started teaching it to others. At his very first seminar, when he shared that he had a bucket list, someone in the audience said, you're the bucket list guy. Trav took the label and ran with it. Trav has been keeping a bucket list since he was 18. When he realized that many people don't have a written down list of what they want to do and accomplish in life, he latched onto this as a tool to teach people how to live more happy, purpose-filled lives. In the last 10 years, he's traveled all around the world giving talks and now has a cadre of certified bucket list coaches in 22 countries. His goal is to share his teachings with 10 million people so as many people as possible can live a regret-free life. Now, let's get better together. Trav Bell, welcome to the podcast. Jari, hope, uh, very, very happy to be here, mate. Stoked, uh, stoked to be on the show. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. I really do. And we, we met through matchmaker.fm, which uh, I always Sounds say. Like Tinder. Like Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tinder for, for, for guests, for sure. Podcast. You're totally right. Because it's like, gosh, I get so many from, from matchmaker.fm and they've yeah, all been I've great. Been, I've been very popular. Yeah, very, very popular. And exactly. uh, <laughs> it's great. No, it's, it's, it's awesome to meet you. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to talking about, you know, your bucket list, uh, kind of, I don't know, initiative or whatever we'll kind of call it as we weave yeah. in and out of that. But sure. Uh, but before we get started on that, like, I, like I always like to say is, well, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got to do what you're doing today? Yeah, look, I um, I've I've been running around the world as the bucket list guy for about ten years, and um, primarily as a speaker and as a coach, and and now in the last three years, I I've leveraged it out and scaled it out. Now we've got certified bucket list coaches teaching my stuff in twenty two countries around the world. So I'm now founder CEO of that company as well, which is a licensing kind of company. But um, I, I, this whole bucket list message actually came about. Um, someone called me the bucket list guy after the first seminar that I actually put on. Um, so real quick backstory: I was the 
I found a franchisor of a chain of personal fitness training studios. So that was my first business in personal fitness training um, back in the early 90s when this personal training wasn't really an industry. So I grew up from one client up to a chain of uh, chain of personal training studios and uh, helped tens of thousands of clients, not just me, but my <laughs> trainers as well, tens of thousands of clients, over 2 million personal training sessions. Um, but I went, I, I, I went through a time in my life where things got on top of me and um, you know, some toxic people in my life, you know, things just downward spiral. I don't have to tell you about that, mate, but it's, you know, things started to go wrong. The wheels started to fall off. I slipped into a state of depression, but instead of being prescribed, going on heavy antidepressants, because um, that's, you know, it's a Band-Aid effect, isn't it? And um, I wanted to get to the root cause of what I was going through. And for me, I found myself, you know, like summing up the courage, getting out of the house and going to events and walking on fire and breaking boards and bending bars and breaking arrows and hugging it out and high-fiving it with strangers and <laughs> you share, I share kind of moments and, right, right. you know, all that personal development kind of stuff. And uh, about, you know, I reckon if you put on a course back then, mate, you, I would have bought it, run to the back of the room, upgraded, gone again and gone again. <laughs> and so I, Exhausted all my credit cards and right. look at the end of the day, got some good and got to the root cause of it. So I really wanted to get to the psychology. I've always been interested in psychology. And I uh, was kind of at the at the tail end of all that. And uh, a friend of mine said, Trev, you're, you're in all these seminars. You know, why don't you teach this shit? And and that actually helped me compartmentalize what I was going through at the time. And, and it's like, all right, it justified all the money I'd spent too. <laughs> so I yep, I yep, yep. put on a and I'm continually, you know, curious, continually learning, always learning, and and that's just how I am. And you're probably the same. And but but then wanting, you know, packaging it all up and then paying it forward was a big, you know, that that's how I really learned. By, by I learned by I learned by teaching. Mm-hmm. And so I put on a talk, um, nearly, I had 40 people that turned up. I nearly had to pay them to be there. It, <laughs> it was, and and yeah, on reflection, it was shit compared to what I do now. I've done a TED talk. I'm a cert- yeah. certified speaking professional now. I've talked on yeah. nearly every continent except for Antarctica. I'm still looking for a gig in Antarctica, but I've, you know, I've talked all around the world to some massive groups, big companies um but yeah that that first seminar was was uh, a shocker compared to the standard that i've got for myself now but um it was about halfway through that first seminar that i and i showed i started sharing the fact that i had a list to do before i die i always had one written down since i was 18 and a lot of a lot of people didn't know this about me so i i, I shared this and this first seminar, by the way, was like 10 years ago. So, you know, I've been carrying around in my little list to do before I die, which is actually written down out of my head and actually written down, which is, by by the way, kids, that's the first step in actually hitting a goal, let alone a bucket list item, to actually write shit down. Oh, I know. Yeah. it's a, it, I know it's so analog. You remember this thing called a – it's called paper, if you can see yeah. the screen or yeah. you're listening. It, we've got this thing called – paper yeah, and this thing one. called a pen yeah it's a it's a crazy invention i know but it's so analog <laughs> and, and and all you millennials out there it's like this 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 thing that we used to do so you write <laughs> so you exactly. write down right there if you if you actually write down your goals you've got a 42 percent more likelihood of them actually manifesting if you actually just write down your goals mm-hmm. so fuck it you might as well you might as well just write down your goals you're halfway there so let alone bucket list items. So I, I've always had my little list to do before I die, my little blue folder, and uh, and it was always what I recalibrated on, what I reflected on, what I upgraded, crossed things off on. And and uh, I shared this with the group at that first seminar, and I've quickly realised when I asked the rest of the group, who else has got one of these? And I was the only freak in the room. So I I, I, I said, what the, what, what the hell do you want to do before you die? And everyone's like, oh, I, uh, I don't know, pay off the house, put the kids through school, um, maybe do a bit of travel when I'm older. I'm yeah. like, yeah, probably sicker. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like nothing depresses me more because we live in a delayed gratification society, right? I'll be happy Indeed. when syndrome. 
Indeed. So, so what depresses me the most is people work their guts out. And and by the way, and I know you're up in uh, San Fran. Did you say, mate? You're yeah, um, San Francisco, yeah. right? Eighty-seven percent of Americans. Eighty-seven percent. This is a current stat. Eighty eighty-seven percent of Americans are what they call disengaged at mm. work. Yeah, that's eighty. Nearly ninety percent of the population go to work every single day, collect the paycheck, and then come home, and they're just like waiting for the paycheck, and 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 then hope that's it, yeah. and they're not inspired. Right. That's imagine doing that your whole life, right, and then having five to ten good years in retirement when you cash in your four hundred one k, and then going. And then knocking off your perch, you know, yeah. and then you're out. Yeah. It's like that that makes me so sad. It really yeah. does. Like, like, and I'm talking to, you know, a lot of people when I say this. We even even if you're an entrepreneur, but let alone in a job, you can work your guts out. And then we live in this de- delayed gratification society. I'll be ha- you know, I'll be happy when waiting for the perfect time or someday mm-hmm. to come around. And there is no someday, that ain't a day of the week. There is no perfect time. So I want people to be happier now. Mm-hmm. So I started sharing my list um, at this seminar and uh, one of the one of the girls who was um, in the audience in the Q&A time said, um, how's this list to do before you die stuff? It's really fired everyone up. It's it's like a bucket list. You're, you're like the bucket list guy. I went, yeah. <laughs> Light bulb moment. Oh. Yeah, oh, like all the stars, the tectonic plates, the, it all fucking, it all came together. It all came man. together, yeah. It oh, all came the, yeah, God smiled on me. There was unicorns. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was crazy. rainbows, unicorns, and, crazy. You know, I don't know where they came from. Manna from heaven. From. <laughs> oh, my God. The seas parted. Yeah, Look, that's great. The, um, so I went home and registered the bucketlistguy.com and uh, I was on the Google machine <clears throat> and I was like, who's like the Mac Daddy? Who's like the who's like the king of bucket lists in the world? Oh, look, no one. So fuck <laughs> it. I called myself the world's number one bucket list expert because no one else was. Yeah. And uh I know what you're thinking right now. Oh my god, I've got him on my podcast, and uh, <laughs> I'm, in, you know, I'm just honored. <laughs> you take no, your you time. <laughs> no, you weren't. No, you weren't. Don't lie. No, so, it's not uh, true. It's true. Absolutely, you know that. But Come no on. one else was climbing it, mate. And I'm stupid enough to do this. So I, you know, but the funny thing is, I get caught up for press, and this is ten years later. Um, I get caught up for press things. That there's this what Washington paper or something. I don't know. They called me up and they go, oh, we've got this big, you know, spread on bucket lists. I was a magazine. We've got this big spread on bucket lists and we've interviewed all these other people, but we really want you to be a centrepiece of, of this article because you're the world's number one bucket list expert. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all me. over that. <laughs> you, you, you got me. Pretty busy. <laughs> obviously pretty, yeah pretty busy yeah i'm surprised i'm surprised i picked up my own phone my people you had to go through 18 departments to exactly. get to me but yeah no, my assistant oh, she's off today or he's off today yeah she, yeah no, the whole the whole thing yeah so you oh, got me it. on the first ring how yeah. about that yeah um, you're lucky you're lucky day <laughs> you're lucky yes yeah. so uh yeah man it was um but you know that's that's the story. That's how I became the bucket list guy. And you know, like I've just, I guess with this, they call it thought leadership. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I could have spoken about a whole bunch of different things, maybe fears and phobia and personal development. You know, it's a big umbrella. I, I say to a lot of other thought leaders, um, people who want to be experts in a certain niche, and that is pick a highway, then pick a lane, then own the lane. You know, and and for me, I've just gone down. I've gone a, an inch wide, a mile deep for the last ten years on this stream of thought leadership, and uh, obviously we've we've scaled it out in a variety of different programs and and books and speeches and all that sort of thing. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's a great origin story. There's not very many people <laughs> like get their uh, their thing named on the first, you know, seminar that. Oh, mate, you, it, <laughs> there would have been three to five unicorns too. I yeah, mean, it was, I mean, it's crazy. Right, it was crazy times. Yeah, it's crazy. And, 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 and what <laughs> I just, I'm just envisioning rainbows, unicorns, and mana 
I'm oh, only like saying that down. because you're. I'm only saying that because you're from San Francisco. Mate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Free to be every you and me and everyone. They, they right? just they just walk the streets. Up oh there. yeah. Well yeah. I was actually <laughs> last night in the Castro having dinner with my fiance and yeah, walking down Castro Street with all the rainbows and everything was one of the be- one of the best things I ever did was uh, I went to the Burning Man festival. Mm-hmm. And have you have you been to Burning Man? I have not. No, but I have friends that have. Yeah. So. So you live in San Francisco, you've never been a Burning Man. Correct. I Correct. thought that was like what you do like in elementary school. <laughs> no, what's great uh, about Burning Man weekend in San Francisco is that everyone leaves and it's a great place to, to like hang out. You can get reservations at restaurants and the all, bars the aren't as all the freaks leave. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's. Oh, sorry. All the tech giants. Leave. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's some, there's some, you know, there's some truth to that, but we love yeah. everyone, but it's great yeah. time to be in San Francisco during Burning Man. Cause everyone's gone. And it's like a really, yeah. it feels like it was back in the seventies and eighties. So without the crime and the violence, you know, (laughs) Um, but what, you know, why I wanted to talk with you um, other than, I mean, I just thank you for that origin story was this idea of, I mean, people talk about, you know, delayed gratification and then working hard and not expecting too much. And I think the context of that can sometimes be a little misleading because, you know, you should be, at least in my opinion, you should be, as you're living your life, pursuing whatever you're pursuing, enjoying that process and not delaying the enjoyment of what you're doing. And, and I think that's what resonates the most with what you're talking about. Because, yeah, a bucket list could be, I want to hike Kilimanjaro. I want to do a Ironman. I want to publish a book. Those are all things that, I mean, you can do when you have a nine to five job. It's just, you have yeah. to, like you said, write it down and go through the process. And and this really resonates with me because of what we were talking about before about mm-hmm. my late wife, Jane, and all the things she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, you know, got leukemia and died. So yeah, that, yeah. I, I mean, people that have lost loved ones too, too young or too early. Um, I don't know if this is to a person this happens, but really the focus on, wow, like every day I'm here is pretty much a gift. It's a bonus. (laughs) It's a bonus. So how am I going to spend this day, this gift to make Mm. myself better and the world better? And I Mm. think this idea of having these, you know, I mean, life should be about joy. And then, I mean, even when Jane was sick, it's sort of funny because even when Jane was sick, we would actually have fun, which is kind of shocking that people would hear, but there would be times where we just had a different kind of fun because she couldn't go out, you know, because her immune system was gone. Um, how, how, when you do kind of train people and talk with people about this, is there a shift in their mindset when it comes to this? Does does it, how does it play into the, like, Every day oh, is a beautiful day, kind of thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you some context before we go into the nitty gritty, and and that is, I say, a bucket list is a tangible life plan, where our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan, and not be the other way around. Mm-hmm. So it it helps you compartmentalize what you do on a day to day basis, right? So really, our jobs, careers, or business should produce two things and two things only. And that is the time flow and the cash flow, time flow and cash flow for us to do the things that we want to do in our life, right? It's not about the time and the money. They're just the result of the vehicle, right? Right. right. But double bonus, if you actually love what you do and you're of service to the community, to other people, you're actually, you know, and, and you're hitting your internal, your, your values, which is like your internal rule book, um, which like I said before, 87% of people, that's way off. You know, yeah. that's not not hitting their values. They're not they're not they're not doing a vocation. They're not they're not in a business or a career that's congruent to who they really are, and 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 that creates uh, a thing called cognitive cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. and um, creates pain. And <laughs> so, at the end of the day, it's really important for people to find meaningful, purposeful, fulfilling work to do on a day to day basis. And I think that's a holy grail, man. If you can tick the box on, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything different. You know, I couldn't imagine. This is, this is, and maybe your, your listeners are like, you know what? I need to, 
I need to recalibrate on that. I, and what, what has happened, the good thing about COVID, it, it's helped the globe. The, the, a lot of people take that big collective deep breath in and oh, help yeah. them go, you know, check in on, on yeah. and benchmark, all right, am I happy? Am I doing stuff that's meaningful, purposeful, uh, fulfilling? No, I'm not. So there's a lot of people that have upskilled in the last six to eight months. There's a lot of people that have um, uh, innovated, adapted, fallen into technology, gone online more, etc. And and that's that's the positive that's come out of this. This 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 new normal. People are recreating that version for themselves right now. Right. And going back to the old normal, it's never going to happen again. And uh, I think this is a moment in time where people, if you're listening to this, guys, you need to take stock right now. Check in. Am I am I happy? Am I fulfilled? Am I have I got meaning? Have I got purpose? You know, what is your version of that? What is your right. version of ten out of ten in those with those those um, uh, you know fulfillment, purpose, meaning? You know, where are you on a one to ten scale? Right. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a holy grail. If you're getting what you need in terms of time and money from your vehicle and you're hitting it with your vehicle and it's and it's giving you that, then I think that's a holy grail. So that helps you that that helps us all put it into context. Because um and and, and dude, you know, your example, man, it, it life's way too short. You know, like how many hundred <laughs> percent how many more fucking slaps do we need? Yeah. For us to for us to personally wake up and go, you know what? I've got to kind of act as if I've been diagnosed. Yeah. I've got to I've got to draw the line in the sand. And for you, mate, it's like, all right, enough's enough. Yeah. Now see this as an opportunity to put your own oxygen mask on first before you can go and help others. Right. This is a lesson by by being courageous enough to actually put stuff on, you know, write down stuff on paper, separating separating your bucket list from your daily to do list. Because guess what's guess which one gets done first? <laughs> yeah. Your daily to do list. Of course, right? yeah, because it's easy. Yeah, and we're great at making those lists. So some yeah. people don't even write down those lists. Yeah, I know. So I if know. You separate, just go through the process of writing down a bucket. I know what's easy to do is easy not to do. Mm. Right. Why do I have to even write it? All right, and then go then go after the low hanging fruit on that list. Mm-hmm. Go watch my TED talk. What I did, what I did in my TED talk, it's called "Life's Too Short" by Trav Bell. I introduced and unpacked a concept that I created years ago called the My Bucket List Blueprint. It's a twelve letter acronym. Uh, it's a twelve step system. It sounds like AA. Um, you might, you uh, might maybe for get some, back the, might, get back on the you juice. Might, yeah, you might back on the gear after that. Um, but hopefully not. No, no, no. <laughs> but but you know, I want, I encourage everyone who I come into contact with, take time out of your life to work on your life because mm. we're so in it. We're we're so busy being busy. It's like this weird fucking badge of honor that we wear, you know, carry around. With. Oh, how are you, mate? <laughs> Especially you, here, oh, I'm busy. Busy as a one-armed drummer. What are you yeah. bragging or complaining? Like, you know, <laughs> Especially here in Silicon Valley and being an entrepreneur, you know, everyone's always bullshit. crushing you know, it. You know, yeah, yeah. And 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 what are we paying attention to on a day-to-day basis? It's just our to-do list. Mm. And and so let's carve out some time. And hey, get an accountability partner. Get a bucket list buddy. Do it with your family, whoever. Um, do it with a significant other, do it with your kids, whoever, but, but just, you know, create, create that list. Um, one for yourself, one for you, one for you, uh, you and your spouse, maybe one for you, you and your family, but this is an opportunity, um, for everyone. You know, I I give everyone permission to be selfish. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because yes, yes, fuck, yes. we live in it. And I know you're 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 such a giving guy, and and you're like everyone else, everyone else, everyone. Else. Take you know, this is a self leadership lesson. Yeah. All right, and and I want everyone to take the opportunity to be selfish around their own bucket list. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that because the last thing you want to, last thing I wish on anyone is to have a regret free, uh, regretful life rather than regret. Free life. I want right. everyone to have a regret-free life, and and write your list. Watch the TED talk. 
um, uh, write your list, and then go after the low-hanging fruit and choose happiness. Yeah. Deliberately, yeah. intentionally choose the small things that you can do because we obviously can't go to – you can't come to Australia anytime soon. I can't <laughs> come to America. So let's just get rid of the whole travel thing right now. Right. But right. what are some of the things that you can do? Yeah. Not what can't you do, but what can you do? And a bucket list is way more than just about travel. Yeah. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. I mean, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, when Jane was sick for 15 months and, um, you know, I was her caregiver and, you know, of course you can imagine there was just a lot of, there's a lot of giving, right? Um, mm. But one mm. of the things that she gave me, sorry, I get a little, um, I get a little oh, choked up when I talk about it. Um but she gave me these gifts that it's just amazing how someone would be so selfless. Um, and I remember when she first got sick, I really wanted to go to this uh, seminar in New York City. Mm. And it was this uh, Story Grid editor seminar. And if you know anything about Story Grid, it's a just nerdy story thing. And it was for my birthday, right? And I really wanted to go, but she's sick and I'm feeling guilty that I need to be here. I need to take care of you. Um, and she's like, no, 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 you deserve to go. Like, this is something you've always wanted to do. You really like, this is really something you want to do. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but like, I, you know, I, I don't know mm. what to do. And she, she, she's literally, she's like, look, look, I want you to do this. Cause I want you to be happy. And I know yeah. you're happy with me yeah. Yeah. and I know you're going to, we'll be to the end and all that sort of stuff. And this was, this was a couple months before she died. This was, yeah. It was probably, yeah. yeah, two months before she died. And it was yeah. like, the gift was, I want you to be happy even if I'm not here. And I want you to go do this because it's for you. It's not for me. And the the hole that people fall into, especially mm. this, you know, when you have like, you have this sort of catastrophic life event where you're like, I got to take care of someone. You feel guilty about doing anything that's even remotely for you. I mean, I would feel guilty yeah. about getting a cup of coffee, like going to the cafe for 10 minutes was like a dream of mine every morning because I'm sleeping in this hospital. Hospitals are awful. Yeah, She's yeah. sick. We can't sleep. And I literally wanted to run away from the hospital room and just spend yeah. 15 minutes in a normal situation. Cause yeah. Second, I walk through that hospital room door, my just world all was, encompassing. It's just full on, yeah, totally different. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and she was really good, even though she was sick and dying and was feeling awful and hallucinating yeah. and through chemo and like all these things. To be like, yeah, you need to do something for you. I want you to be happy. And I think I learned that. I mean, that obviously that's a traumatic thing to have to learn the hard way, but. Yeah. If you're in a relationship, even if it's with the work, with your work or with your spouse or with your family, like you're right. You sometimes got to put the oxygen mask on first because oh. if you can't help yourself, you can't help anyone else. Well, the thing is too, I think um, it's, it's an interesting thought because I think when you're staring down the battle, staring down the barrel of a use by date, uh, it forces you to become yes man. You know, that, that movie with Jim Carrey, just yes, yes, yes. Just to, and, and she was probably thinking that, well, if I was in your situation, I'd just say yes. Yeah. And I'd go for it. Yeah. My, uh, we're just talk, talking about Burning Man and all that sort of thing. And, and uh, <clears throat> my best mate um, passed away last year. Um, he wow. was 41. Wow. Um, I yeah. only knew him from stage four. I only knew him because he was he was diagnosed with stage four brain cancer um, six months before I met him. And we actually got introduced because I was I was now the bucket list guy yeah. and yeah. Cam was Cam was, you know, cancer guy <laughs> and uh, we were introduced right. by a mutual friend and and he basically said, "Well, you're 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 as bad as mad as him." And he he runs around doing your bucket list, and <laughs> and and you've got you know not that much time left. You probably need to talk to him, and and then maybe we could sort out something. Yeah. And you know, I was ignorant at the time, and I said, "So, I oh, get a cam. How are you going? Yeah, good, good, good. Hit it off straight away." And I said, "So, stage four, mate. How many how many stages 
is there in in, in cancer? And he's gone four. <laughs> so so yeah. four what is four the 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 and he goes, Yep. That's yeah. the worst one. It's the worst one, yeah. I said brain. So so they can't really chop that out really easy, can they? That one? He's like, nah. Yeah. nah. He's got a big scar. He had a big scar. Yeah. And and like, nah. And it can grow really quickly. It can develop friends really quickly. Right. We better fucking get onto it then. Don't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> so what do we wait? We're burning daylight, bro. We're burning daylight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lovely to meet you. Let's go yeah. party. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, he lived seven years past his original use by date. Wow. And wow. a lot of the stuff that I've done, a lot of the stories that I've got, wow. and I, you know, we went to Burning Man together. Yeah. You know, we, it, it didn't help that we did Vegas for seven days prior to <laughs> Burning Man. But, um, you know, it's yeah. an old other story. You know, <laughs> my yeah. mate was dying. What can I do? You know, yeah. like, come on. Yeah. No, um, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, you, that, you do what you got to do. <laughs> but he, but you know, we did a whole lot. I live vicariously through him, you know, and uh, you know, just lately <laughs> at the end of last year, it was, um, you know, he finally succumbed to it and it got the better of him. But, yeah. um, you know, and he was completely selfless. It was really interesting, you know, just like your partner, completely selfless. It was all about saying yes to stuff, you know, being present and, and, Absolutely, you know, he was just like, oh, yeah. and he became like an advocate, and he didn't even, he didn't even kind of buy into the whole, I guess, cancer world. They, yeah. you know, he was a, he'd yeah. done some public speaking and stuff like that, and they said, oh, you know, can you come and present to our groups and other? He's like, no, I don't want to be around other people with cancer. Yeah, I don't want to talk that's... about it. I don't want to talk about it. I want to look at the positive thing. You know, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to be in any freaking support groups. Yeah. Okay, I I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't no, need to I, talk about it. Make it worse. I, I don't know. need to be. Yeah. I don't need to be the hero of this. <laughs> right, right. No, I mean, you know, and you know, and when you have when you lose someone you care about, and and you you know you go through this grieving process and everything, and a lot of times people would say, oh, you should go to a grief group. Like for me, like I'm, you know, I'm a, I was a widower at 46, right? You know, like that's not the time to be a wit. It's not to any time, but. You know, it's like I'm this younger There's something person. I didn't know. Do we call guys widowers too? Yeah, widower. Yeah. There's widow oh. and widower. A widower is a man. Oh, so guys widow. are the widower. Widower, right. Yeah. Interesting. Lee. Yeah, I know. You learn something new every day. Something wow. you probably would, <laughs> yes. wouldn't want to know. <laughs> Worst thing I ever wanted to know, but now I know. It. Uh, that it, is shit. Uh, yeah, well, but, hey, but what's interesting. Today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> hey, honey. But, <laughs> exactly. But, fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. But but to your friend's point, right? Um, you know, I go, I would go to these grief groups, right? And because I'm like, okay, I should try to like talk about it. And there's a whole weird thing with men and um yeah, 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 grief and, and you know, sharing yeah. feelings and everything. And and there's a lot to unpack there, and there's a lot of yeah. challenges and struggles, and you know, men have got not only got great traits and other things, but there's a lot of stuff we got to work on and society needs to work on in general. But 100%. I'd, I'd go to these grief groups and I'd be the only man. And right. I'd be sitting there like, okay, this is cool. But to your friend's point, it's like, we're all talking about woe is me, private pity party, the world sucks. And I'm like, okay, yes. But (laughs) I got to get through the next day, man. Like, is there anything you got for me? That's not like, woe is me. Let's talk about my feelings more. Like every time I would talk about it for the first year, I mean, even I got a little choked up No, for the first year, I would relive it. Yeah. You don't need it. Don't want to feel those feelings. It's not that I'm suppressing my grief and sorrow because I would talk about it. Of course I went to therapy. I still go to therapy to sort it out. But like I, I had to, the thing that's really interesting is I had to deal with the feeling, the physical part of what it made me feel. And it makes you feel off. It's like yeah. the worst hangover, 10 yeah. orders of magnitude worse. And you just feel like you can't breathe and everything's yeah. in slow motion. It's just, you know, I mean, you know, when you probably lost your friend, you felt this like, oh, 
like there's this void and the void oh, just sort of mate, collapses in on you right i couldn't even couldn't even comprehend what you went through and uh, and and you know uh, it's it's really interesting and that, that kind of reminds me of you know like we're mental health on a, mm. on another massive global level mental health is a massive problem and it already was before covid right? right so i i you know everything that i teach is you know um <laughs> as the world's number one bucket list expert um i think we we went through that before. Um, <laughs> you're certified. <laughs> you, yeah, 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 you're knighted. You're knighted. Um, hey, I mean, you've been on this show. You're yeah, knighted for it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so famous. Um, the but the point is that that I everything that I everything that I talk about is really founded on positive psychology, and that mm-hmm. is helping people. It's really the science, the psychology of happiness, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought, but I thought the the bucket list guy was a lot more, lot more me than the happiness guy. That was a little bit more lame. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, like like what what we're providing out there is is like real tools to be able to help people self manage out of where they are. I built this for for the for the depressed me. Yeah, this is a this is a, yeah. a, a reaction. This whole system that we've created and the my bucket list blueprint was all built. I built it for me, and it just yeah. so happens it's helped a shitload of other people. Yeah. But the point is that people going through mental health, especially right now, getting into you know things like and and don't get me wrong, they all have their place in yeah. in the timeline of mental health. Don't get me wrong, right? You know, Indeed. there's very acute phases where shit. Mm-hmm. You just got to talk about it. Yeah. You know, through to you know later on, but if you're if you're continually talking about depression, anxiety, we've even got and suicides and this sort of thing, and and what you've been through, even we've even got this thing now called the loneliness epidemic, yeah. which is the adverse effect of social media. We know what yeah. a pandemic is. We're very yeah. clear on what a pandemic is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And uh, and so an epidemic is not far behind. Mm. And this, no, totally. yes, we're meant to be more connected these days. We're actually more disconnected. Hundred percent. And we lost yeah, like, that human connection, which was what we once had, and it's actually called the loneliness epidemic. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do we talk? You know, going into depression groups and you know talking about it, talking about it, it's kind of like AA to a certain. You know, like I've never been to AA. I had an ex that was in AA, right. but. You know, do you just talk about it, talk about it, relive it, relive it, or just get on with it? There's a time and a place for it. You know, like yeah. uh, are the tools lacking to just get on with it? Yeah, I think they are. You I know? think for sure. I mean, especially are the real, for, are the, real yeah. the transition out of it, is that well documented? Is there enough, is there enough information to really help people um Use it, compartmentalize it. Uses that—that's the breakdown before breakthrough, the confusion before clarity, the storm before the rainbow kind of scenario. It's like, all right, let's identify it, let's put a label on it, let's put it in a box, and let's move on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, know, I agree. I totally agree with you. I, I think so that's why I built these this whole bucket list thing to help people move on and 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 start to live again. Because a lot of people are living by default mm. rather than by design. A lot of people are just existing and not truly living. Yeah. No, I, I totally, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I think part of part of my, you know, process of dealing with grief and everything was, I mean, I, I like to write things down. That's like my processing mechanism. Like, you know, mm. write your bucket list down. Well, I, I started writing a memoir about my experience with Jane yeah. and the whole thing and I'm in the process of trying to get it published. But the, the, the therapeutic cathartic process of systematically going through and writing these things down, but having an end point to the suffering and the end point to the experience, not mm. to say I'm ever going to move on. I'm, I'm clearly going to move through but it. No, no. You know, Jane will always be with me. That experience will always be with me. The people that were in my life that supported me, that loved me, that still love me today, that are all that. I mean, through that process of grieving, you know, I stopped drinking, you know, I've been sober for over two years, which has been yeah, a yeah. revelation yeah, yeah. for me because yeah. that was a whole process as well. But yeah. 
but the whole idea of the moving on, the moving through, putting it in its place, that is the yeah. thing that is just no one like, I think there is actually a, uh, <laughs> it's almost like a therapy industrial complex where they just mm. want to keep you in therapy. Like, and, and, and that's fine. Yeah, if right. you keep yeah. on like jumping to the next level, like, again, I still yeah. am in therapy because there's good reason for me to do that, to work on. I don't talk. I mean, I'm not working on the grief. I'm working on what's the next level. And, and yeah. I, I really like the way you kind of, <laughs> Not only the metaphor, the bucket list, the compartmentalization of, hey, look, mm. eventually you're going to die. You're going to be, you know, it's you kick the bucket or whatever. But mm. the process of compartmentalizing these things when you're ready for them to be done. Mm. When they're mm. done, they're done and move on mm. or move through them. Don't, don't, don't like dwell. I mean, I, I mean, you're going to draw that. And everyone, everyone's different, of course, but there's yeah. going to be that that line in the sand that you've got to exactly. draw and go, mm-hmm. you know what? It, it's done now. It, not to totally diminish it or anything like that. It's just like, all right, I'm taking, there's a lot of fucking bandwidth being spent on this. Mm. There's a lot of bandwidth being spent exactly. on this. It, it, it's been my whole world for a number of years. When am I going to reduce that bandwidth around that, around that that traumatic issue and mm-hmm. compartmentalize it and get, still give it some bandwidth but then like really start to focus on the the bigger the bolder the brighter the more beautiful picture um and that's what the human experience is all about if you ask me yeah yeah i mean the whole like the what's next the the beauty yeah that's why it's just so it's just how come more people don't do this? <laughs> who's the number two? I mean, who's going to be the number two bucket list guy? Because <laughs> you know, I, I I own that domain too. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> just yeah yeah. Um, I don't know, but I'll be talking to my lawyers. Um, <laughs> exactly. The no, but we're trying to get it out there. You know, like we're we're doing the books and we're doing I'm doing as many podcasts and seminars as I possibly can while I can and. And we've scaled it out through our uh, bucket list coaches that are out there teaching this stuff. So that's that's the cool thing. We do compu- we we've created a whole bunch of different programs and stuff that we go out and teach um, from families to Fortune 500 companies. And um, we've you know we like I said we've got bucket list coaches in 22 countries, even in countries where if you translate the word bucket list, it makes no freaking sense at all. <laughs> but they still everyone still gets it. You yeah. know, like it's really entertaining when you go run programs in places like Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like bucket list. Yeah. But people get it. Yeah. Um, that was a really bad translation of Vietnamese just then, but you get the picture. Yeah. But they're doing their own bit in their in in their neck of the woods. Um, they're teaching these positive psychology principles with this theme of bucket list this brand of bucket list over the top and you know we're 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 getting these it's like a for our coaches it's like a life coaching it's like being a life coach but without some life coach you know mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. everyone you know you say you're a life coach <laughs> um so so we've made it more tangible made it cooler and uh made, made it more applicable to uh to to all all sorts of you know uh people and you know, we only do through that system. We only do sort of group coaching. We don't do one-on-one stuff. So we want to affect the lives of a lot of people. I mean, our mission is we want to um, help ten million people over the next ten years. Ten million people wow. to live um, to live purposely happy lives, purposely fulfilled lives, should I say, or what I say, ticket before you kick it. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so it's a huge mission. So we ask every coach when we onboard them, you know, what's going to be your contribution towards that? You know, I'm doing my bit. I'm 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 doing as many programs as I possibly can. But what's going to be your what's going to be your play in this? So that's where we join forces and off we go. Wow. So yeah, I, I'm and I'm I'm me, uh, Jaris. I'm not. I'm I'm just got this piece of DNA. I'm not happy just helping a handful of people mm-hmm. in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the confidence that comes with a being a public speaker or 
being stupid enough to be a public speaker. <laughs> um, bold enough, just, I would say, bold enough. You, you, bold you enough. just sort of callous yourself, and you and you just go out there. And but it 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 really has helped. Um, it really has helped a lot of people. This whole philosophy, I guess, over the last ten years, yeah. enough to enough to give me the green light to play an even bigger game with it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, uh, my my whole philosophy is if you know something, you should teach something and share it. If, you, if you've gone through something of substantial mm. problem or trauma or struggle, um, I personally think it's your duty to share it. It's my 100%. opinion. I, I actually say that to a lot of people, a lot of thought leaders, is if you've been through some stuff, um, you know, how – best way to say how dare you keep the learnings within you yeah. while you're here? Yeah. Because there is another, there is the the older version of you that yeah. is waiting for someone like you in present tense to yeah. teach them this stuff. Whether yeah. it be through a book, like you said, whether it be through an event, a seminar, a program, or whatever right. it is, right. get these learnings, package up these learnings to 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 help other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how that's dare the whole, you die. How dare you die with those learnings within you? Right. Right. I mean, that's the reason why I write in the memoir because I know. Get it out, man. Yeah. I know oh. that there are men out there that feel extremely lonely and frustrated by how they can't share or process their grief of losing their wife or a loved one because of the way society views it. Yeah. But more importantly, yeah. No one's out there saying like, "Hey, I I know what you've been through. I I, I got your back." Like this is 90, this sucks. Ninety percent, ninety percent of those guys that have been through what you've been through won't write a book. Oh yeah, or ninety five, ninety nine percent. I mean, you know, yeah. women deal with this better than men, and primarily because they're socialized to, to you know to, to, to learn how to share, and they have a vested interest in their collaboration together. Whereas yep. traditionally in male culture, that's there is a different kind of collaboration. It's a different construct. It's not yep. any bad or worse. It's just done in a different way. But mm. yeah, I'm, I basically wanted to write something where um, if I was going through what I went through, I wouldn't feel so alone um, because it's a lonely it's a lonely thing. And I think Trav, everyone needs to have a bucket list and check out what you do and you know, really appreciate your time, man. This has been such a great, inspiring, yet soulful, yet um, enlightening I feel like experience. We can, I feel like we can talk for hours, man. So <laughs> we, uh, I, 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 I've actually forgot it was a podcast and we we're recording this. And we we're just chatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's um, the idea, you know, get to know awesome. each other. Yeah, which is well, awesome, man. And yeah, happy to do a round two, man. And I, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I really encourage. Um, okay, so I've got a challenge for you and your listeners. Okay. Um, uh, you're going to watch my TED talk. Okay. All right. Life's too short by uh, <clears throat> the world's number one <clears throat> bucket list expert, <clears throat> um, <laughs> Trav Bell. Um, then you're going to go through the My Bucket List Blueprint. I've got a book coming out soon. It's called the My Bucket List Blueprint. It's basically my my TED talk, but in on uh, paperback, and that is my my bucket list to finally finally get my book done. Um, but yeah, watch that. Then make it. Then then write your list out, and then I challenge you, mate. You have to send it to me. Okay. You're going to email it to me, trav at thebucketlistguide.com. You're going to send it to me or DM me or whatever the freaking millennials say these days. <laughs> yeah. Just don't TikTok it to me. Yeah, or Snapchat. I, I have no idea how to use that stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anything could come through Snapchat. I, I don't know what happens there. but it, yeah. it's. <laughs> or I'll meet you back on, on Tinder. Oh, sorry, Matchmaker. Yeah, match, matchmaker.fm. Exactly. I know, exactly. Awesome. But yeah, no, I mean, I think I want you to send, I challenge you, you've got to send it to me. Yeah. I will, I will take you up on that challenge. I will write it up and send it to you. Because I, because I've got magical, magical powers. um, (laughs) And that is, uh, and that is to make some of this bucket list stuff come to fruition. Yeah. But the first thing is, is, is make people accountable to it. Yeah. 
Great. And write it down. No, I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm with you. And so, yeah, let's, uh, let's get that going and can't wait to chat more when, when we got a little more time and good luck with everything. And like, yeah, can't, can't say enough good things about every day is precious, man, as you know, and uh, just don't, don't waste your precious days. 100%. And, you know, I, 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 Thank you for being vulnerable, being yourself, and and sharing, mate. And I, I wish more guys would do that. And uh, I really hope all the listeners, watchers, have uh, really taken something out of this. Yeah, I think they will. I think they will. All right, take care. Bye, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learn something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better, as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur and, frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.